I don't have to assimilate that my uniqueness and my God-given talents are bestowed upon me through God. And I'm here to self-actualize, self-realize, but also to heal so I can heal my lineage. <laughs> I'm done making life easy for people uh, to uh, absorb who I am and, and like just really connect with my roots. Welcome back to Season 6 of Mind Body Gym, where we believe in cultivating the mind, to foster a healthy relationship with your body where you manifest becoming that gym, that G-E-M, living your life's purpose here on this earth. Here on this first episode, we learn about us. Who is us? My name is Asa Gedich. My co-host is Rocky. And stay tuned till the end where you get a guided meditation from me. I mean, you know, can you believe that <laughs> we are on our way to season six? Like, this is, we on the way to making it. I mean, remember, we thought we just needed to get one done in the first season. Who are we? Right. Because people want to know yeah. who we are. <laughs> we always, yeah, we always assume that everybody knows who we are. And uh, apologize. We all apologize for assuming that yeah. you know us. Uh, my name is Asa Gedich. Uh, Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> my name is Asagetich. I'm originally from Ethiopia. Yeah, and uh, I am Rocky and homegrown from Dayton, Ohio, 70 miles west of Columbus. Yeah. So we just wanted to have this podcast to just tell a little bit about us, who we are, where we come from, what really made us want to start this work, this podcast, our bigger work fit to navigate. And then just take you on a journey of like the lessons that we've learned today, learned through this work. Um, Which has been many. And then hopefully end it with a meditation that everyone can gain value from. So, I mean, let the people know, Asagadich. Asagadich, who are you? Um, So, my name is Asagadich. And um, some people say Asagadich, or like my homie Nate calls me Saga. I'm okay with all of it, honestly. It's just as long as you make an attempt to connect my name with who I am. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And I always get the question, do you have a nickname? Can you make it easy for us? And the answer is... No. <laughs> I'm, I'm done making life easy for people uh, to uh, absorb who I am and, and like just really connect with my roots and my name does mean to um what does it mean it's a a sentence it's like to she made them bow down which i'm not like saying people are gonna (laughs) bow down to me whatsoever but it it holds a lot of weight and i'm trying to hold my power and and really own that name which is my parents gave it to me yeah your parents gave it to you Mm. so that's super dope and i am rocky bonner um and that's been my name Ever since I was born, you know, it's also a certificate, you know, however, it has nothing to do with fighting, although, you know, for this life I've had, I have it that I'm truly grateful for, I had to really fight for it, you know, in, in creating um, boundaries, but also keeping my heart open, um, you know, having a soft heart, the, the saying goes is to have a soft heart, but keep strong boundaries, and sometimes, those can get lost in it when you think that, you know, you can have a soft heart. That means you allow people to do things, you know, run over you and take advantage of you. But 
what I've learned in, in these lessons of life is that you do have to have boundaries. And that is a strong form of self-care, a strong form of self-care. Um, because truly my boundaries had been violated. And I'm, as I'm healing, I'm recognizing that um, I, I get to choose. I get to choose. And um, this is part of who I am now. Um, before I, uh, Rocky, the young Rocky thought to assimilate that I had to um, bow to obligatory relationships and, and to assimilate and recognizing that I don't have to assimilate, that my uniqueness and my God-given talents are bestowed upon me through God. And I'm here to self-actualize, self-realize, but also to heal so I can heal my lineage. So that's who I am becoming um, and on that journey too. Now, Rocky back in the day, <laughs> yeah, um, was wild and adventurous and definitely um, didn't have boundaries. And um, as you get to know me, you'll hear part of my story that's led us to this whole mind-body gym that's G-E-M, um, walking in our purpose and destiny. So I'm super excited about season six and um, sharing a little bit more about us that's behind the scenes and why we do this work. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm definitely grateful for today in this moment and being able to share this with uh, you, Asagarach, my co-founder, um, and knowing that this journey is not easy, but you you signed up for it and you chose just as I did. Yeah, and it was just like, it just it, all, it wasn't something that I felt like it was a choice necessarily, <laughs> you know. And I know we all we teach you have the power of choice. Yes. And um, <clears throat> to me, the power of choice is like like choosing to take care of myself, choosing to work out, choosing to do those things that manifest good in in this world. And that I feel like that that's how this fit to navigate came to be is that we started to care for our health and then I met you with someone is in the profession caring for your health. And then I incorporated the mindfulness, the meditation aspect. And then this work of like okay, now we're caring for our health. And we are, we came into alignment with other people who we saw it, like we saw ourselves in. We Absolutely. just happened to be in prison. People think that that's crazy, but it's like if you've had, if you've been a woman in this country, if you've been a person of color in this country, if you've been put in a difficult position by men, you understand how you can be one choice away separated from having the same fate as some of these women. And so to hear their stories, to be able to connect with them on the cellular level and know that we all have these journeys of trauma and there's this journeys of trauma can lead us in very dark places but even in those dark places like you even in prison like Nelson Mandela you can find freedom and to be able to to do that work was because of you so i just i know we've talked about it in the past but i just want to share just once more that Rocky went in every day to connect with these women that were majority of the times their family members had forgotten all about them. When you're in prison for long sentences, people forget about you. 
And that's what we heard. People just forgot about who they were. And Rakib chose to go in every week to pour into them, to cultivate this program, which has been fit to navigate. Yeah. And this podcast. To, yeah. Just to clear that up, it wasn't every day. However, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Once every a week. week yeah. yeah. For 90 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, when I got there the first time, I had no idea, like, what I, what to expect. You know, I didn't even realize, I mean, I didn't even feel like, you know, I really had to ask God, what is it that I am to bring to the table, right? And and, and please download in me what it is. Um, I didn't go in there fire hosing them with information, but... Um, I didn't mean to cut you off in that sense. I just wanted to say that it was really just 90 minutes. And it was like church to me. Right. Legit. Like, I know they like to see me coming, but I I was very grateful for my interaction with them every week because they poured into me as much as they say I poured into them. And part of that is because <laughs> young Rocky could have definitely been there. Um, and I let them know that, right? You know, um, I could have easily been sitting on that side, right with them in that in that same outfit, right. um, based upon some of the choices that I made. And I was very close to that. Um, and what I spent, and what I not, I, it wasn't a weekend at Bernie's, but it was definitely <laughs> a weekend enough to know that in that painful moment, in that time, it was time for me to grow up mm. and make a change for the better and it was because of um, that we can stay in God's grace that I am here today and didn't have that as my fate but one of the things I let them know that I'm not here to judge I'm I'm here actually just to um, allow us to make a choice choose something different and you know we have the conversations about legacy and reputation and Sometimes reputation can lead you, Mm. you know, trying to uphold reputation um, can lead you also to making that choice where you end up incarcerated. But when you um, think about legacy and and what you really want to be known for, then it's, you know, it allows you to elevate, right? Um, And you let go of reputation and then your real character shows up because everybody's real character is not that of a criminal mind. Yeah. And honestly, it was just, you're the first person that's like, it's like, we're gonna, you're gonna work in your body, but we're also gonna work on the mind. Going through programs like Landmark, going through therapy, going through just like things that I've never, it's just like, there's this assumption that you grow up, you turn 18 years old, depend upon where you're, where you end up, that you're supposed to have it all figured out. There's no code to life. There's just like, there's these experiences that we grow from. And you're the first person to be like, well, there are actually codes to life. There's these cheat codes. There's these practices. There's these things that you can do to kind of uncover some of your triggers. And when you, when we talk about this work, people think, oh, fitness. But we say fitness is just the bait. Because what happened with when people when you went in there, it wasn't just like we're gonna work out the body. We're also gonna work on your mind. And what cultivated from that was they sparked the interest of not only wanting to go into that industry, but programming that's been available for lifers that has never been accessible before. You know, I don't want to go on down a rampage of talking about the 
prison industrial system, but a lot of the programs that are accessible, we know are not accessible to people that have longer sentences. Absolutely. So they don't want to give people with longer sentences access to programming. So the fact that we were doing that, we were actually changing the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And you have firsthand experience about some of the work that they were able to cultivate inside the prison. It's been crazy. The caveat of that is, Again, for something that came for like the Winnie the Pooh, like he says, uh, uh, his thing is nothing. Some nothing leads to something, and we had nothing going in. Mm-hmm. And the caveat to what you just said about women doing a longer sentence is that some of them didn't even think they were going to get out, and now fit to navigate is part of their parole board um, paperwork like they're putting that on their people are getting and out. people are getting out right. as a and 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 it's crazy because you know fit to navigate came from nothing right and developed into something that this program is even certifiable that they're now putting it on their parole board plan mm-hmm. and um for example, there's one who had four life sentences, but mm-hmm. is actually able to go to parole now. And mm-hmm. then there's one who was not thinking she was ever going to get out, went to parole, and is getting out. Right. So we have some amazing stories, and I think that this is how the podcast started in the first place. Exactly. So check out Stephanie's story. Check out Alicia's story. Yeah, Aaron's story. Jessica's story. Jessica's story. I mean, yeah. we got so many, and those are in you know the previous season, so they're yeah. there for you to check out. But one of the so reasons that we started yeah. hear their stories—that's the whole reason that we started this podcast—is to so they could tell their change their tell their own narratives mm-hmm. um we did not want to be um uh, ex- we didn't want to exploit anybody's story because it's not our story right. our story our our goal is to support the story and give them a platform to tell that you know i changed my mind at the same time my body changed and now i'm on i'm working on i'm moving in purpose i'm now working on being that gym right and G E M and 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 again, that is just like the the beautiful part of it all, mm-hmm. because uh, we know that oftentimes people can see people grow, but they want to keep them at a certain point, mm-hmm. right? They want to keep them at a certain point because they don't want you to grow too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we continue to go on in the season, you'll find out, you'll hear some of the stories where it's just like, oh. You feeling good about yourself? Let us change that because we can, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's like that as well on the outside, right? Um, you feel and start feeling good about yourself, and then all these triggers and, and and temptations and things like that to remind you, like, oh no, you ain't leveled up like you think you are. Mm-hmm. But the mindfulness practice that you teach and that you brought to our lives has allowed us to navigate the stimulus, you know. I like to say, you can't stop a person when you're on the freeway from trying to change lanes on you, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. They're going to try. You can't be mad at it. But you can honk your horn. You can fall back. You can speed up. Whatever it is to let them know that you're there. Mm-hmm. Like, stay in your lane, right? so to speak, right? And it, that's how it is. And um, that's the reason why another thing that what we're doing, we're staying in our lane. We're not saying that we are the in all, that fit to navigate is the in all to be 
mm-hmm. right? And I think that you talk about that when we connect with wraparound services. Yeah, we don't. We're not trying to be wraparound services. We want to stay good at what we do, which is health, fitness, and then really just to create access into the wellness industry, which is a trillion-dollar industry that is often not represented by people of color, often not represented by people with backgrounds that have been, you know, impacted by the criminal justice system. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you say that because as we were working at one institution and decided to travel to my hometown, um, Dayton, Ohio, and see and and possibly um, bring our program to there, you could just kind of see the differences in in the color spectrum of right. who is where. And it's, it's you know, I bring that to light to say um, that we want our programs to be in as many women's institutions as possible right. because everybody deserves uh, access to better health and better tools for self-care. People are like, why just women? And I'm going to answer it now. <laughs> People always ask, why women? We believe women are the salt of the earth. What we've seen from this program is that on a growing rate, children are also entering into the criminal justice system. And by when you look at how many people are actually going back, women are the driving number. So by focusing on women, we feel like we can impact all communities. Absolutely. Um, and when, you know, to quote, loosely quote Michelle Obama, when a woman is empowered, then a whole community is empowered. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, you know, the lesson I think that we have learned on this journey is as much as people um, say they want change and they say they want it to, things to get better, when we bring this work up, it's like, oh, yeah, good for you. I'm like, good for me. It's good for all of us mm-hmm. because... Who do you want your neighbor to be when they come home? Right. Because there's no longer, there's barely any way to places that there is like a, a place that what they everyone used to call. Everyone eventually gets out. Yeah, everyone eventually come, gets out. 93% gets out. Yeah. Right? So they're not walking around with, hey, I've been incarcerated before. Yeah. But you don't want a person to go in with a minor in what they went in and come out with a major of that. However... We don't. Yeah. We want them to come out transformed into their new higher being and looking at life as a fresh start, like an artist, right? They just rip back the canvas when and start on a whole new medium. And I feel like life is just like that. Yeah. And um, you just don't know, like, even though they're excited to get out, they, there's so much that they still have to manage. Um and as a person, people always ask, well, you know, what do you think one of your major um, big strengths are, like your strengths are? And I'm like, crisis management. Mm-hmm. Because as a black woman, with all the other checks and boxes that people tend to put me in, as soon as I hit my feet, it's my feet in the ground. It's like a crisis to manage. You know what I mean? It's just, right. and I think that most black women and most women, are their number one strength is crisis management. Especially those with kids and younger kids or parents that they're taking care of right now. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson for for this work has been, for me, is like, one, seeing the success of it. Like, seeing that we have 100% employment rates, 0% recidivism, but just like, 
our focus isn't employment. No. Our focus isn't entrepreneurship. <laughs> our focus is really about health and wellness. So it's like it's that flip healthy that we mind, talk. Yeah, we talk body. about. We talk about, and it's, and it's something that we constantly have to practice. It's like Absolutely. focusing on your health and your wellness, as opposed to focusing on chasing money. You know, yeah. chasing uh, success. Absolutely. When you chase your health, yeah. and you come, I didn't, shouldn't say chase because I don't, that even that word evolves around a negative kind of connotation. When you come into alignment with prioritizing your health and your wellness, there's a shift that happens, and that's what we're trying to create access for. Absolutely. It's like that, and if people don't understand. It's like every time it's like poor people aren't interested in their health. People like you know, minorities are all these things. They're not interested. They're interested in making money and all this stuff. But it's that I feel like it's the real gem of this work is like, it, but it's really when how they become you can, healthy. Yeah, that, it's really the wealth how is just a magnet things, yeah. to that. Right. right? They they attract so much more. They start now. They got a healthy mind. They can make clearer decisions, which leads to right access to wealth. Right. Right. Because if they're unhealthy, as soon as they're triggered, they're going to cut that thing off where they even had access to a job. Or be willing to do whatever it takes to make money. Ah, yeah, yeah. Been there before. Right. Did that before. And got me real close to being there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't that um, coming from a a single-parent home and middle class it wasn't that it wasn't accessed, you know, I didn't have everything I needed and some of the things I wanted. It was the perception of watching other people get that thing and how fast they were getting it. So my mom was always like, yo, you get a job, you can buy your gold chain, right? <laughs> but it's been like spending lots of hours at Sears <laughs> as a young, as a kid with my first job. I worked at Sears, I played basketball and you know what I'm saying? And I was in school. I got decent grades. But also, though, it was that what was around the, on the streets was the, the D-boys, the girls with the rocking all the gear, you know what I'm saying, the nice cars. And that right there was the shiny thing. And for right. a while in my younger life, I was chasing the shiny things. Right. You know what I mean? And so when that, you're like, oh, well, I'm working all these hours at Sears at the mall and they just real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And is nothing lasts that's quick, right? And yeah. that includes going back to the minds the changing of a mindset that when you come when it comes to taking care of your body, mm-hmm. that's not gonna be quick either. It mind. shouldn't if it's life sustaining. You can be like a Oprah back in the day when she did the just water or whatever she did with Bob Green and all of a sudden she looked amazing. But if you know her story, she'll also tell you that as soon as she got back to implementing what she, her authentic self, that didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that, that, that goes back to say, is just like, this is a lifelong journey, mm-hmm. a lifelong journey. You have to become an entrepreneur. Let me not become an entrepreneur. 
recognize that when you're taking care of your own business, you are an entrepreneur. You are a CEO. That goes from making your doctor's appointments, being on on the phone with them, taking care of paying your bills, looking at your uh, monthly bank statements to make sure somebody ain't dipped in there that you didn't know about, or all those things, all that stuff takes time. And people oftentimes will be like, I can't take care of that because I got to go to work for somebody else's business. But you can be replaced. Right. You can be replaced. And that job is going to go on. But yet your bills, your health care, your doctor's appointments and everything that you didn't put off, you're acting like that's not your business. Who's going to take care of it? Right. You become a slave to your job. For what? Mm -hmm. For what? And so I recognize that at a very young age and learning my love, my love languages as an adult is quality times and act of service. And I remember enjoying the time that my mom had available for us. And that oftentimes wasn't a lot because she had to work as a single parent, right? Mm-hmm. And so when she was there, she was exhausted and, you know, we would try to get all up under and all those things, but she was exhausted and she wanted to rest, mm-hmm. right? And so the other way was, uh, my love language was because my mom was so tired and all those things were working so hard, she also played hard, but for working so hard that, you know, my love language was acts of service. So I was always like, I can do that, mom. I can do that, mom. I'll do that for you, mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she only had to show me once or twice. And I was, you know, it was the sink or swim lifestyle. And oftentimes I swam, right? Because she showed me just the basics, you know. But then it was just like, go from there. Right. And that was also how I learned in life, my life, my life lessons. Yeah. Same. I think like our mothers play a key role in our life lessons, just working hard. My mom's in a lot of physical pain because she often carry two jobs, you know, and just that whole mindset of just like grind. Like I tell you all the time, we immigrants, we were bought here to work. Then there's, you know, work is worship. I mean, for a lot of us, it's like since we were bought, bought here to work, you were the first one to, to be like, you're teaching people how to treat you. And that's another like lesson and gem that's just like, you're teaching people how to treat you by answering that phone every time they call, by always being a person that volunteers to do the extra hours. It's just like, the more you do, the more they're going to want from hey, you. Hey, that's what <laughs> It's like, and exactly. that, that's But you're a middle child, yeah, and, you, and you were always the caretaker for the yeah, young ones and the older it's, ones. It's hard for me and to step also, away from that. You still. also was running a restaurant at 14 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you've been doing this thing. Yeah mad yeah yeah i was just like yeah bartending had more cash than all my friends in high school it was just ridiculous because i i did have that kind of also just playing with fire cool so yeah we're gonna hear more of this and where we're going in season six um more about us i mean who we uh yeah and before we end we're just gonna um Incorporate a little bit of meditation. Yeah. Um, this is how we I get our day to... started every day. Yeah. We, we leave nowhere. Hotel, friend's house, our house, without a little bit of time for ourselves. Yes. And then after the meditation, we're going to have a little sneak peek of some music by our producer and a person behind the mic, Renee Dion. So with that, 
I'm going to lead us into a short meditation practice. So um, I know uh, we all practice meditation differently. So I just want to teach you just the basics today of feeling your body and then also incorporating deep belly breathing. Yeah, and if you're listening to this in the car, just pause for a moment. Don't pull over. <laughs> I mean, yes, pull over. If you can. Do this in the parking lot. If you can't, just wait till you get to a place, a quiet place. Yeah, or you could just do the breathing with your eyes open and practice presence. Um, so no pressure. You don't have to be with your eyes closed. You don't have to um, be in any kind of physical positions like a lotus or anything like that. Just be comfortable and connect with your breath. Take a big deep breath in. Expand your belly. Breathe out. Deflate your belly. Breathe in. Expand your belly. Breathe out. Deflate your belly. Breathe in. Expand your belly. Breathe out. Deflate your belly. Breathe in. Expand your belly and breathe out. Deflate your belly. Now let's connect with the body. Just feeling the body. When you feel the body, just feel the inner body. You can feel like sensations tingling, starting at the top of the head. Just feel. Any sensations that are naturally occurring in your body. Feel your forehead. Feel your face. Feel your neck. Feel the tops of the shoulders. Feel that weight of your shoulders all the way down to your hands. Feel the gentle aliveness in your hands. Feel your chest. Feel your heart. Feel your belly. Feel your hips. Start to feel your upper back, the middle of your back. Feel the foundation, the grounding within this base of your spine. Feel that grounding all the way down to the bottom of your feet. Take a big deep breath in once more. Expand your belly, then gently breathe out. Breathe in all the good intentions. Expand your belly. Then gently release all that doesn't serve you. Deflate. Once more, breathe in all the positivity and all the good in this world. Breathe out. Release all that doesn't serve you. Connecting with the present moment. Namaste. The light in me honors and sees the light in all of you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being open and receiving.
receptive to love, compassion. Namaste. Did you know that 70% of women inside the criminal justice system are mothers? Learn more about our social enterprise that got its start inside of a women's prison. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned with us by following us on our Instagram at mind.body.gym.podcast.